Hey everyone, welcome back to De Colores Radio. This is episode two. Thank you for joining us and thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is my sidekick. What up, what up? Rafael Tamayo. How are you doing, Rafa? Good, I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. What's your, what would you say is your mood right now, like in meme form? <sighs> my mood in meme form. Ah, there's, there's, memes are all, well, I don't know. I, I If I'm going to go with one though, because of this weekend and because of how I feel like we've taken a beating, yes, it would be the one of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh-huh. with his face just all beat up and him talking to his daughter uh-huh. and he's he's telling her like what happened to him, saying that he got like attacked by wolves or something, and she's like, "No, te pegó el canelo." <laughs> oh my god, I need <laughs> so to see how, this meme. Yeah. You should. My me mood. I just mm-hmm. made this up right now. My me mood. Me mood. Me mood. Me mood. Me mood. Okay, let me stop again. Okay, so my me mood is Uh the image of Martha Stewart flipping off Trump on one side and Deuce and Snoop Dogg on the other because they clearly have history of cooking in the kitchen together. So I think we're all feeling a little bit bit of Martha Stewart lately. A little bit of Martha. All right. So it's been quite an eventful past few weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We released our first episode. Yippee! And had our inaugural event, Gray Space, which went pretty well, if I say so myself. There were tears. Um, There were tears. A lot of tears. And they weren't mine. They weren't mine either. I don't cry, so... No emotions, right? Yeah, none at all. (laughs) So there were a lot of emotions felt. It was a really, really big moment for us. It was nice to see so many people come out and support our cause. Uh, The art show had a pretty great turnout. I was kind of scared because it started raining, and I was like praying to all the gods, and I was Mm -hmm. hoping it wouldn't come down, but it still did, and we still had a great turnout, and everybody seemed to enjoy themselves. Our theme was immigration, and the pieces were all really powerful. We even had an artist from San Freakin' Cisco. I know. San Pancho. Like props. Fly in. All the way from San Pancho. I could barely make it from my 15-minute home (laughs) away from here. (laughs) Make it out here to Oak Cliff. But she came from San Francisco, so hey, Emily, thank you so much for coming out. We had a lot of fun with you. Um, And D. Betty. This is probably my favorite part. That D. Betty was showed out for us yeah. and brought us some D. bottles. D. Betty was in the building, yeah. They were in the freaking building, the yeah. delicious Austin, Texas-based vodka, Deep Betty. And then that wasn't even a paid sponsor. I just was so happy. I was yeah. just so happy they were here for us. Anytime Deep Betty is in the house, like, it, it's a good time. It's a good time. Thanks, yeah. Deep Betty. And then, so we had the art show. It was all fun and cool. Everybody was feeling moved. They had cool brown art, you know, these works that needed to be displayed. And then we had the party afterwards. Yes. Which was lit. We had uh, DJ Priest TD and mm-hmm. TZ Does It. Their names are kind of similar. They, like, kind of go together. Yeah, Priest TD and TZ Does It. It, it sounds good together. Yeah, it does. But they freaking... T- tore the house down it was so fun it was so cool they were really awesome and great and we all had a blast with them and even the bartender who's dope she was like dancing in the background yeah i was like i love you she was doing the salt and pepper dance and i was like (laughs) i can't do none of that i was barely live but i mean i don't mean to toot our own horn but 
Nicolotis kind of had it going on that we night. We kind of had it going on. Yeah, there yeah. was like a lot of things happening that night, yeah. but we still had so, a lot of fun. So true. be sure to come out for the next event. We're planning on doing it at the beginning of June. We'll have a finalized date for you as soon as possible all over yes. our social media. And the topic for the art show will be mental health, which we'll discuss a little bit more later as well here on the show. So thanks everyone who was a part of that. It really meant the world to us and we look forward to the future shows. Another big special thanks to El Dusty from the birthplace of the Queen Selena, Corpus Christi, Texas, who is the genius behind our theme song that we've played. We we plan on having our own coming soon, but... He's been gracious enough to let us use it, and yeah. everybody was like, "Yo, that fucking oopsie." Sorry, mom. That's what that's that what song, Dusty see. That's what he does. To yes, us. he makes it come Man, out of Dusty's us. Dusty's like, yeah, you ain't, the words do not they do justice to, to the magic. So thank you to him for letting us use this track, as well as Misar Sandoval for our dope The Colores Collective intro video. Sweet Sin Creations, who also made us an amazing cake that we had at the inauguration party. And someone legitimately, I don't know if this person listens to the podcast, but he came up to me and he was like, what does this cake mean? Yeah. And I had a couple deep eddies, right? Yeah. And I was like, a cu- by a couple, do you mean like six or seven? Like at least. Okay, okay. Just so sure. he comes up, he's like, what does this cake mean? Yeah. And this guy looks artsy. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I gotta get my avant-garde <laughs> thoughts yeah, but, yeah. coming in. So I was like, um, this cake is a representation of who we are. We have cacti because it's symbolic of our nopales <laughs> roots. Uh, anyways, I was like stressed out with yeah. this question, but I was like, fam, it's really a cake. Yeah. I Googled this and I thought it was cute. And we said, hey, can you hook us up? You make yeah, cool but see, I was telling people that even with like the example that we sent to Sweet Sin Creations, yeah. like, hey, you know, it'd be really dope if it looked like this, and you sent that picture. Mm-hmm. But she like took the picture and made it even better. Right. And so like, yeah, it was it was a work of it art. It was a work of art. Yeah, but I was a little bit thing. stressed out with that question because yeah. I was like, it's a cake. You're yeah. gonna eat it. Yeah. Like <laughs> you were just sitting there, like, do you? So do you want to slice yeah, or not? Do you want to slice no, get, my hands go, are tired? Go. No. Yeah. So thank you so much for that cake. And funny enough, I think we can all agree that the most controversial issue. Oh gosh. From episode one, I was really worried. Worried about the feedback. I lost three followers. Three. Fo- I lost ten. So it was Ooh. it was a big deal. Yikes. Yeah. I took a you know my yeah. my self esteem is lower now. Yeah. But the biggest controversy of episode one <laughs> was not any of my opinions besides this one of the candy Tommies. Yes. Which wasn't even in our agenda to discuss. But Tommies was very upsetting. Like people were upset with me. I got tweets that I know. people wanted to fight me. Yes. And I was like, damn. I mean, the residual effects of that, like, I had to confront some of those questions, too. I was like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I was concerned. I was like, look, I'm going to go buy some thummies. And, he was going to you know, make it up to the people. Yeah. Then. So that's definitely our biggest controversy. Yeah. Thank you again, everybody, for listening and participating. We had a lot of fun and hope to see you out at our next one. Is there anything else we should cover before we jump into our first segment? I was too lit, and we hope to be extra lit, always lit, so always stay lit with us. Oh, Jesus. That's our mantra. Thank yeah. you for being lit with Decolores yeah. Collective. Yes. We're we're gonna jump into our first segment. It is the juice. Juguito, aguita de melon. Now, where exactly do we start? Literally, the world. Oh my gosh. The world has basically caught fire since our last episode. Pretty much. And I don't mean the fire festival, but um. Tss. 
That was, I really wanted to go. I'm still, I, I genuinely, my mind does, like, it's been two weeks and I still don't yeah. get it. Like, I'm yeah. like, really? Like, they paid this much? Never mind. So, I think our meme mood as a country, probably since the election, is just the, the dog, and I know this is Pat's favorite meme, the dog in the burning room that's like, oh, fine. Yes. I'm fine. <laughs> that's like the country's meme. Yes, yeah. We're all the meme of the dog in the burning room drinking yep. coffee. But uh, lately here in North, North Texas, it seems like there's nothing but bad news. Uh, I know last week I it was draining. There was one day where it was just nonstop, and it yeah. was actually very terrifying. But it was a really rough, rough week. And uh, I don't mean to bring everybody down. I know we've heard a lot about it. And if you're a uh, avid news watcher, you hear more than me because I, I can't even do that anymore. But I think they're necessary to discuss still a lot of these issues. We love to make y'all laugh and have fun. But at this day and age, I think we have have to discuss these serious matters as the communities who are typically most affected by them. So we're going to start off with a few of those issues. There's like no way to transition. I know I'm trying to things. find a way to say, hey, look, we're going to we're going to talk about some real. real we are. We are. So if you're not into this, please skip yeah. over this little section. We'll, we'll lighten it up here at the end. So there was first there was the the Balch Springs murder, uh, which is really, really uh unfortunate and sad and terrible and i'm honestly this is going to sound horrible i'm surprised by how texas is handling it because it's it's frightening anytime you hear the murder of any innocent black person or person of color but uh, obviously specifically the black community that tends to be more affected and is more affected Uh, but this one was not far away from us right i didn't realize where this place was because there's so many little cities in texas but when you hear like oh it was considered dallas county like oh crap Mm -hmm. So it was really terrifying. But there actually, I heard pressing charges on the cop and he was fired, which is a huge thing in comparison to how a lot of places typically handle these things. Uh, Obviously, probably still not enough. And I believe he already got out on bail from jail, but it's still like, okay. So there's different things happening. And so real quick, just for the people that don't, I don't know if I'm sure it's been all over, but yeah, like really quickly, uh, uh, well, the, the the gist of it is there there was apparently some complaints made about too much going on and and things getting a little bit out of hand. But this uh, this young man was shot at by a police officer who was leaving. Right, mind you, they also changed the story when they initially. Told oh, of course, yeah, they had to go it. back and yeah, they had to retract. And then they realized, oh, these people weren't gonna. They were literally leaving the party. They right. were not harming or doing anything, right. which is not an, even a reason. Which should be said <clears throat> is that when people are being murdered and they shouldn't be, which is way too often, we don't need to justify those things with their GPA or how loved right. they were. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's the hard part too, because when you're on the other side, and you know, we trust in in you know the police department. To, to I mean that's what this country tells us right and so, so we we sit here and we we give them that responsibility so yeah I I you know think it's a huge thing to undertake like props to all the police officers out there doing their job and doing it in a way that we uh, rely on them to do it but then you know when you're on the side of the conversation of like this boy's family it's like wh- what are you gonna say like there's nothing you can say that can bring that that boy back no not and at then all. it's like how do you justify your actions as you know it's that, so, that one and it's bad so apple scary thing. because when you really look at the history of police in this country Country. It is, it's all the history of this country itself. A lot of it is just frightening because it's yeah. not always the truth from what we hear and what they made us believe. But in all these cases, people are being murdered that shouldn't be murdered, and their right. murderers need to be 
treated as they should right, deserve. held accountable. Yeah. yeah, and that's the simple facts of it right. all. Not, he was loved, he was a great <clears throat> student, he had a family, he had... A, no, these people are being murdered and they shouldn't be. And right. that's that. Um, so... Our hearts to everybody dealing with that. We can post the, uh, I believe it's a GoFundMe, perhaps, that uh, for his family and their expenses. That is a part of our Dallas community. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't the only murder that occurred. Unfortunately. One of the other ones that uh, was really shocking and scary to me was the North Lake shooting that occurred uh, at the yes. college. And obviously anybody being murdered is terrible, but this one is really frightening to me because a lot of these situations, which also that same day, I believe there was the restaurant shooting that occurred. And I believe the UT stabbing had just occurred maybe the day before, maybe earlier that day. I don't mm -hmm. remember exactly. It all happened right after one another. And I don't mean to group all these things together, but there's so much to be said about all these things that we could go on for probably the entire episode. A lot of these things... I would say have something to do with, especially these, nor the North Lake and the Balch Springs have something to do with maybe entitlement and this access to these weapons. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to get too quote unquote political, but it's really yeah. hard not to. And I think the North Lake one really hit me on a different level because it was a girl who was being stalked. Right. And she was killed. She had no contact with this person. But as this person who was doing the stalking as a man, he thought he should be involved in this girl's life if not he was going to end her life and that's terrifying and it's scary because as a woman you most of us have felt that fear like we felt it mm -hmm. you're targeted and it's not okay and it needs to stop and and now a beautiful life is lost who was going to school doing her thing and she's been killed and and it's terrifying it is really terrifying and it happened you know 15 minutes away from my house and it's like wow like where can we go where are we safe where are we allowed to be so you know condolences to all these lives lost all the people that are affected by this our community was really shaken up i mean this is everywhere i'm sure it probably still is but really it's 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 scary it's really scary all this stuff that's happening and so uh unfortunately some of the other news we have coming up is not much better but again it's it's discussing these things and saying hey these are not okay the access to maybe these guns the entitlement and all these issues that are arising within these right. issues i don't know if i'm saying issues too much now but it basically we have to discuss them in order to pinpoint what are these <clears throat> problems, what are these reoccurrences right. that keep happening. I think that's the most them. important thing to, to like really acknowledge because, you know, there's obviously there's two sides to, to every story. But I think ultimately when you when you really look at yourself as a society, it's like, look, you know, we can be open about the conversation that needs to be had on both sides. But we have to agree that at least there needs to be a conversation. And I think that's the safest thing to say. It's like, look, you know, we might not agree agree on opposing sides of a particular issue but like we need to figure this out we need to talk about it right so all these terrible things were occurring early on in the week so it you know really shook us up and then end of the week or maybe it was actually before it wasn't even the end of the week the baylor university which y'all have had scandal enough that y'all are real good at For hiding real? come on now y'all had a cinco de drinko uh. party like I don't, I Cinco honestly, de Mayo is already stressful in this it's country. It's stressful. It's real stressful because, like, for me, it's like, oh, I used to go to parades when I was a kid. Yeah. But it's like, it's not, you know, and I still went to a parade. You still celebrate in some ways, but really, it's not, like, our big celebratory thing, especially as, like, Mexicans. But, like, the fact that these people at this point, most people will say, like, wow, the things Trump said were bad. But these fools, these damn fools still think it's okay to have this party. Like, that privilege is unreal. Like, y'all really thought y'all were going to get away with this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... <sighs> 
gosh. Like I was saying, you know, it's already difficult enough dealing with Cinco de Mayo and how it's celebrated here in this country. Right. But then like with everything that's going on and then being, you know, a stone's throw from Dallas and like the links that they went to to make sure that they celebrated. Ultimately, they celebrated getting drunk. Right. But found a way to say, hey, look, we're going to take jabs But also we're chanting, build that wall. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they were posting stuff. And then my favorite thing, I'm not even trying to bash all fraternities, sororities, whatever, Greek life, whoever you want to call yourself. I'm not trying to bash y'all, but I know that y'all y'all are taught to watch your backs and to like not post this stuff. And it's like, I know UT's been having mad problems. <clears throat> and I know this is common for a lot of them, especially here in the South. But it's like, where and where? Like y'all are really teaching each other to be racist and right. be okay with it. Yeah, and doing like super extra. Like y'all didn't know, stuff. like y'all don't know this country used to be Mexico. I mean, this state used to be Mexico, right? Yeah. Like, are you aware of that? But y'all are going to keep doing this? Like, we're not the I ones seen, doing all y'all's dirty work here? Somebody said that one of them posted, one of the organizers of the party posted, um, party is still going, feel free to join the house cleaners. Oh, right. hell nah. See, yeah, I didn't even yeah. read that much into it because yeah. as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is enough. Like, yeah. it's enough. Um, I was trying to like lighten my, like I was upset at it, but I, I don't like getting too upset because I'm like, the second I get too upset at their ignorance, they win because I get drawn into whatever. See, and so and I started, even that, I'm like, if you want to get that mother freaking upset, go right ahead. I don't yeah. care. You have every reason to be damn oh, upset because yeah, no, this thing va- is yeah. draining. We're in 2017 yeah. and y'all are still doing this shit and think it's okay. Like you truly think it's a good idea. Like it's ridiculous. To put a mustache I, on, to put a what poncho, whatever y'all yeah. are calling us and doing and making fun of us. And you think it's okay. Honestly, really at first, okay. I thought, I don't know if, if, if you had ever watched <laughs> Arrested Development. I'll lighten it up a little bit. But when I first saw, like, glances of this story being shared, I thought they were doing, like, a take on the Cinco de Cuatro Stop. thing. Oh and God. so I was like, oh, this is going to be pretty funny. Like, if I thought. On, if only. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. They're relating it to Arrested Development. But no. no. they're not that smart. No. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. Even if. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, goodbye to them as well like we're just gonna keep dismissing these people because i don't even know how to teach y'all anymore about how freaking shitty y'all are yeah to do this and think it's okay and think you're cool for it so yeah another huge story that is too big to even cover in 20 seconds is the healthcare passing um nobody read it i'm heavy breathing because i can't i genuinely I don't have words for this. They didn't read the none of the the, the the they didn't even read the bill before passing it. I don't even care if y'all read it or not because it's obvious. Like yeah. really? Like this is okay, all I'm gonna say about this. This is the part that blows my mind. I saw these little, you know, uh, images of it where it was like erectile dysfunction isn't a pre-existing condition. And who's run? Who is running this place? Old. Yep. Yeah, like old dudes for real. Like for yeah. real. But erectile dysfunction's not on there. C sections are. C section, fam. A C section is yeah. on there. Like. Ugh, it's so mind-blowing. It's actually very terrifying. I totally understand if you skip all this part because I understand some of these things might be triggering because they're very scary to think about. Like, yeah. our healthcare in this country already kind of sucked. It's been all these things that we're discussing, they kind of suck. Like, that's the yeah. reality. If you really know the truth about it and, and aren't living in your, like, lovely dystopia, which is sometimes funner to be in. I just said funner. But... <laughs> The reality is, is is that it's very terrifying. And at this point, that's why we're creating what we're creating, because we need that support. We need people to tell us it's going to be OK. Hell, I need different home remedies to help me get better because I'm not going to pay all these bills for a small appointment. 
for real. And and it's only going to get worse. And it's all backlash to what we we had before, I would say. A lot of it is. And it's really terrifying. So who knows what's going to happen with that. And then to top it off, our lovely governor here in Texas was a little sneak, I guess, to put it nicely, and signed the No Sanctuary City bill, I guess. Yeah. Didn't warn anybody. Just kind of... <clears throat> did it apparently he did it on facebook live what are you doing you trying oh. you trying to be relevant oh snap you're trying to you know be up with the times by literally banning our existence like what <laughs> i wonder how many views he's yeah. like um in relation to how many people vote red so that's sb4 <laughs> which i'm sure we've yeah. heard about uh we probably should have discussed a little more within our immigration yeah. episode but there's and, and just like with anything there's always more concerns that people don't immediately think about and so i know there's a lot of concern down at the border because mm-hmm. of people that you know crossed for work right frequently. so it's supposed to create a lot of issues with that and all kinds of things so it's terrifying a lot of people are saying this is one of the most racist laws signed in recent time here. And the fact that I think the thing that I'm about to get in my own feelings, the thing that's hardest for me as an American, mm-hmm. as a Mexican-American, obviously, is the fact that when you go through the school system, they teach you and tell you over and over and over again that you're just like everyone else and you know right. you're not. Right. And these seeing these things as an adult and then it took until college for me to learn the truth of how this country really ran. Mm-hmm. And then as an adult, literally right after graduation, a few months later, Trump is elected. I'm like, okay, all that stuff I learned was true. Yeah. And it's hard to explain that when literally this country has done such a good job of saying, hey, this is how we are. We're nice and welcoming. We're the land of the free, the home of the immigrants. Everybody came here. We're a big old sweet melting pot. La, 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 la. Really? You expect us to feel that way? You expect us to feel like equals when y'all literally like destroyed this land and took over? Goodness. Yeah. Yeah, so I just said a lot. I just got a little bit too political. Yeah. Maybe it's the wine. I don't know. <laughs> but it's good it, wine. it is great wine, but it's frustrating. And, and so power to everybody fighting and resisting. And Yeah, I um, think that's the biggest takeaway, you know, seeing because it, it's for me, it's in, like I, I like seeing so many people come together and say, look, we're standing united. If right. we're being you know discriminated against or, or for whatever reason, we're feeling like you know, we're not being paid attention to or or something is happening where our lives feel like they're being stripped away from us. We're going to band together and say, look, we're going to speak up. We're going to make sure that our voices are heard. And I think that's that's what's really cool about if anything, all this like the past couple years, the nonsense that's occurred. I think that's the best part of it is that we're finally pulling together. And some of us aren't and some of us are having a hard time coping. And I understand. But the reality is like they're not helping us. They're not here for us. And yeah. and we have to keep continuing discussing these things and understanding. And it's difficult to understand. But we're the ones who got us at this point. Like, we have to help each other because yeah. it's scary. So on a lighter note, we'll uh, transi- transition away <laughs> from those things. We have the... This came out a couple weeks ago, actually. It was the preview. Have you heard... I think you've heard of the movie Lowrider. Yes. You know we don't get many Mexican films. Ooh. So, like, when we see one, we're like, ooh. Eva, might, you know, as soon as this dropped, as soon as Theo Rossi dropped the trailer, yes. y'all might rec- remember him from Sons of Anarchy. And if y'all didn't watch that, well, I'm sure he did a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, I saw the trailer and I, was, I immediately started freaking out because I saw Eva Longoria on there. Longoria. Eva, and I saw uh, Eva Longoria. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 
And and I saw Demian Bichir, who's like super That's dope. That's the main he, guy, right? Uh, the I think he's the, the dad. The dad. Yeah. Okay. He played Fidel Castro in Chair. And right. so I immediately, I was like, boom. I was like, all You're right, in. I'm watching it. I hope it's not whack, but it's still nice to you get some shine. You still want to support it. Yeah, It's of like, course. oh, I see some people yeah, that man. look like me or feel like me or vibe yeah. like me. I'm going to support it. So when I first saw the preview, I was like, oh, this looks cute. I'm a film snob. I graduated from film school. Like, don't. This is a different topic <laughs> for a different day. But I was like, you know what? This is, this is yeah. cool. I'm down. Like, if anything means more to me than representation in Hollywood, I don't know what, but that's one of my big things. So seeing this was like, all right. Yeah. And then the second preview I saw, I literally had to like slap myself in the head. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. This was frustrating. So I'm not sure of the actor's name. We can look it up. The main, I guess, young guy, the son, maybe, mm-hmm. which I believe the movie comes out maybe this Friday, comes out really soon. Something like that, yeah. His love interest. That hurt me. I want to see oh, you fall yeah. in love with a chicanita. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Why you gotta bring blonde, blue-eyed? I mean, they had to find something. No, you know? <laughs> no. We already got Emma Longoria like in it. there, who's already like <laughs> definitely not so much your, you know, Cholita vibe. But like, she's one of our few actresses we got. Yeah. Like, that's fine. We'll take her. But why did you do that? He was so handsome. I was ready. Yeah. I was like, come on, give him like some Yolanda or somebody in there. Like, oh, not Yolanda. Not Yolanda. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Hard, harsh feelings. So, but, and, and apologies to all the Yolandas out there. <laughs> not that we're... That like really... Can you imagine living your oh, life gosh. with the name Yolanda after 1995? I have some Yolandas that you? I, you know, that I care about. I don't about, know any and family. it's fine. I, it's for the best. And so, it, I mean, it's tough, but, you know. I would, I would call myself Yo-Yo. Yeah, I... Well, we have nicknames. Yeah, they all have... <laughs> yeah, like... What's your middle name? Okay, that's what we're going to go That's what with. we're going to call you. We're not going to yeah. call you Yolanda because Sorry. you're disrespectful yeah. with that name. Anyways, so it's Gabriel Chavaria. Yeah. Is our main character, Danny. Handsome fella. I'm into it. I'm digging yeah. it. And then I see Boom. who he's riding with in the car. <laughs> why are you taking her in the... I haven't seen it yet. I should not talk that much. Yeah. But that is frustrating. Like, why can't we have something yeah. to ourselves? Anyways, yeah. so... I mean, it's, it's still cool to see. It's you know, still like, cool. I feel like all of the lowrider culture that you would have seen represented was like in, mov- you know, little tidbits in movies like oh, Mi sure. Familia or Even Boulevard Nights or something. Mi Vida Loca. Mi Vida Loca, American Me... I feel like having a Chicano movie night now. Let's do it. Maybe Done. we should host it. That would be amazing. Oh, snap. Did we just come up with a dope idea? We just idea? came up with an idea. Boom. Y'all Done. ready? We're going to have freaking takis and everything All already. Dang. Ooh, my mouth just watered. Can we can we stop recording and just plan We're going to leave. Thank that. you, yeah. guys. This is a great Bye. episode. Bye. <laughs> anyway, so we'll see how the movie goes. It's still exciting. I was a little yeah. bit salty about that because I have to criticize everything. But so, yeah. So then... Some Dallas sports news because we're based here in Dallas and we yeah, can't ignore yeah. this. I'll let you take this one because you're probably a bigger fan than I am. I'm, I'm not a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, really? Yeah, not at all. Okay. Psych. I'm probably one of the biggest Dallas Cowboys fans that you'll know, but I keep it very low key. He's a low key fan because the loud one. No, I'm a high stars. key. I'm a high key fan who like. You're a high key, low key fan. Yeah, like I'm always watching. You keep it subtle. Yeah, subtle. Because obvious, obviously. A lot of my family and friends are Cowboys fans. I grew up a diehard Cowboys fan. My, I remember my oldest brother going to like the parade and me feeling bad for not being able to go when they won the Super Bowl. I was barely born. Oh, were you? Snap. So I grew, yeah, so I grew up during those times. And when we <laughs> lost that Super Bowl, it broke my heart. And I remember crying. Aww. Actually, I didn't cry because I, I don't cry. I did that with the Mavs. That's how I feel about the Mavs. Oh, uh, okay. 
But the Cowboys, I mean, the Cowboys have more rings. So This is not a contest. I know, I know, I know. Sorry, I'm just fan. saying. No, 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 I know. I'm a bigger Cowboys fan than I, I am I understand. Most people fan. are. I just like basketball yeah. more, and that's all. But yes, and so, like, last season was really exciting because of Dak Prescott and yeah. Zeke Elliott. And, you know, I was really worried because my boy Tony Romo, I don't care if there's t- Tony Romo haters out there. Tony Romo <laughs> is a legit quarterback. Pat is giving us this. a thumbs down. And I know my brother Pee Wee's a big Tony Romo hater, but y'all can hate if y'all Anyways. want. The numbers speak for themselves. Anywho, they drafted Taco Charlton. Taco. I just love tacos. So <laughs> this is really exciting for me. I'm like, I love tacos and freaking the Cowboys. That's cool. I'm yeah. down with it. So we drafted the defensive Maybe end. Maybe he can come on our podcast and we can Maybe, feed him tacos. Maybe, you know, we'll give him some real tacos. because real ones. Who the knows tacos the they gave him, well, I don't know if you saw him when he visited the star. No, not just when he went to go see his like locker. The place? When he went to the stadium. Yeah. He went to see his locker and they had like a tray of. They probably gave him like fuzzies. Like them, them old. Ew, Taco Bell, all disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hating, I'm not hating on Taco Bell, but I'm not complimenting Taco That's Bell either. That's only good if you're not super. It's super, <laughs> which <laughs> Emma is not. So let's get Emma some Taco Bell. I'll pass on the Taco Bell, but <laughs> let me, literally let's did. holler at Postmates right now and like, have them deliver I'm some. I'm not super. Please, please feed me un Taco Bell. Jesus. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no. So I was really happy. We all know. Well, we don't all know, but. Cowboys could use some help on the on the defensive side. Oh, we know, we all know. So, Baby's coming out the womb. Know so, this. <laughs> so it was nice and exciting to see Taco Charlton get drafted by the Cowboys. It's it's. I think it's uh, it's cool to see. We're a very Taco esque city. Yeah, we are, and you know, I think he'll be welcomed with open arms. We've gained a lot of momentum from the last season, and uh, it might not have been the best of drafts for us, but. You can never tell right away as history Your has taught us. Your name is Taco. Us. We're good yeah, to go. Yeah, you're done. If yeah. you come out Milanesa For in real? here, we're good. You're For welcome. Real? Open arms. Somebody, can y'all holler at, like, get them some sponsorships already? Paisanita, LCI, come hey, on. Help them out. That would be amazing. Help okay, so some other quick exciting news. Apparently Stan Lee... If you're into comics hey. and, and superhero things. It's ob- you can't see this right now, audience, but Pat the Gat is like waving her hands in the because air. Because that's what you do cray. when you're excited. Yeah. Uh, Stan Lee's <laughs> working on a Latino, Latinx superhero, which is yeah. really cool because I would be much that. more into the superhero things yeah. if we had more people that looked like us, which I know we have a couple now with Marvel, I believe. I just hope he doesn't like try to model it after Chavo Del Ocho or something. What the He's like ding 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 ding. Yeah, that's what I meant to. Mexican black. The oh oh yes the what's his name? I know this. Don't tell me. I got this. Tony? No, it's like something. It's something with an M. Hombre araña. Ah, he's like it's a cute name. I'm actually looking forward to that. It's like Miles Morales. Yes, bench. I just got it by myself. I don't even read comics. Can he? And the Boricua. Oh okay. She's the. But which the Miles Morales is Mexican? He's Mexican and black. Okay. So hey. Oh snap! Donald Glover in the building. Okay, so Where we have, have been? we have a couple, a but we really don't have many superheroes. <clears throat> and obviously, there's a big part of geekdom that is Latinx, and so yeah. it's really cool that Pat the Gat included. Pat the Gat included. I like some things. You might like some things. I know I a lot of us like some things. I always but stay like 15 minutes after the movies have ended to make sure to there watch. isn't. Yeah. But Stan Lee, who is like the god of comics, I would say I don't obviously know that much, but he's like Godfather, like all hail. 
you know, Spider-Man creator working on a Latino superhero. Like, that guy, that's cool. Thanks, fam. Like, we need this right now. Please give us this. So looking forward to that. As well as uh, Gina Rodriguez, (laughs) who is like, I would say the Latina queen right now. Because I haven't yeah. seen her do anything wrong. <laughs> She's got it going on. She's dope. She yeah. really is amazing. We can make a whole episode on her because I love her that much. Um, the next episode, the Gina wow, episode. Wow, hope you guys tune in, yeah. all three of you. Um, <laughs> but she's cast it as Carmen Sandiego for a Netflix series, which Pat's also a big fan of Carmen Sandiego. So it's going to be really cool to see Gina Rodriguez play that because yeah. she's been really dope at everything she does. And it's obviously cool, again, to see that representation. I think it's about time. I think we're we're on a good timeline considering where the numbers are going for representation. I mean. It's like catch up. Catch but, freaking up. Like, yeah. we need some. Y'all want to hire me? Go ahead. I know how to write shows and make them. Seriously. Anyway. <laughs> like, come on. But really, Where it really we? is time. It's way overdue. <clears throat> and uh, some final news. I uh, I believe you, you watched it probably. I did not. Watched what? Uh, as you said in your meme, the Canelo oh, yes. and Canelo and Cesar Chavez Jr. Fight? Canelo, which is, I believe, German for... <laughs> Bruh. I was like, where are you about to take this? I'm kidding. They fought a fight. They, they did. They fought other. a fight. They hit each other. And Me- I heard Pepe Aguilar saying, <laughs> yes, and that, right. I was probably more that excited was about your that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, cute. Like, you go, Mexicanos. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of people were complaining after the fight that it was a weak fight, that it was a terrible fight but like with the spectacle of boxing people didn't really get what they want they probably would have wanted a either a knockout or b like a really heavily contested fight right which they didn't get and so i, I feel understand like boxing hasn't been the same for like 15 years yeah it's been a minute like um, Oscar de la Hoya when I was a kid is like the last time I remember yeah, being that, really into it. That still it. brings up a, like a sort because Oscar beat Julio Cesar Chavez. And yeah. so to like growing up, Julio Cesar Chavez, like the Ramona Ayala oh, song. I said Cesar Chavez Jr. <laughs> no, that's who, that's it who is fought. Him. Cesar Chavez oh, Jr. Right? fought Canelo. But, oh, I was but like, no, I just said the, the wrong name. No, 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 really no, 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 no. Okay. But the best Mexican boxer of all time, and I'm sure some people are going to want to. Someone's going to fight you like yeah, they wanted to like, fight me about the rapper line. Yeah. Go ahead. The best Mexican boxer of all time is undoubtedly Julio Cesar Chavez, the father of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who fought Canelo this weekend. I said Cesar Chavez. I was wrong. Oh, you didn't say Julio at no, the beginning. No, I literally oh, said Cesar so Chavez Jr. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to cut all of this because it's garbage. Uh, it's okay. We'll keep it. Oh, my it's God. A, it's educational. We're learning. I'm We're learning. sorry I'm more worried about civil rights <laughs> than I am about boxing and rings that are overpaid. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, the, the, wow, the match I really happened. Said but Cesar yeah, there's Chavez. so much, there's so, I mean, even with just Julio Cesar Chavez Julio Sr. Cesar. Yeah, like, okay, you know, that Ramon Ayala song, which always gets me crunk. And hey. there was rumors about him dating Salma Hayek and all, yeah, like. What? There's a, we could have a whole nother episode She's about my man, so Julio Cesar Chavez. You know what? My sister yeah. had an Oscar de la Hoya pillow, so I don't think she's going to appreciate this line of saying She probably won't. Well, I'm the one that was like still hurt because Oscar de la Hoya beat Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. twice. And like, but we you were... still want to call him the best? Yes. Okay. Everybody has to lose at some point. No. Unless you're Floyd, money. We don't talk about him. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, Julio Cesar Chavez is what he is. And so the name carried over to his son. Junior. But... Right. Julio Cesar Chavez. Junior. Junior. Okay, yes, I was just saying Cesar Chavez Jr. Yeah. I'm going to just write it down and hold it up. Yeah, so I'm like, you... <laughs> wow, thank you so much. Sir. But yeah, the talent didn't translate over from father to son. Everybody, if you even remotely... And he won. <clears throat> 
No, Canelo God one. God damn it, I got it wrong. Yes, you did. I'm actually not bad at sports. I just yeah. obviously was not paying attention. Well, Canelo has been hot for a, for, for a while. Yeah, I and know so him. everybody was expecting him to fight Triple G this time. Gennady Golovkin, who's Thank like you. the other big name. Sorry. I didn't Sorry. know who that was. Um, Triple but G? Yeah. Dirty, dirty devil. And so, like, boxing fans that, that have been watching boxing for a while, or even Canelo for a while, knew that it was, you know, one-sided and that Canelo right. was going to win. But um, They still went for it yeah and it was more of a sparring session like they were like this isn't even a fight and so people were upset but you know every i feel like almost everybody knew that canelo was gonna win i think the the one of the things to kind of take away is that julio cesar chavez jr should probably stop boxing now <laughs> yeah, no, never. Like, his his own daughter was ragging on him she was like don't lie you that got is, beat up by canelo how old is she she's tiny she's like four i'm or five. into her i like yeah, her vibe she's, cool. she's honest yeah I dig it. She well, it uh, congrats to to handsome Canelo. Canelo, because <laughs> that's obviously the only reason I watch that sport. Just kidding. It's entertaining sometimes. Well, I mean, it's big. It's a part of Mexican culture. It it's, is. It's it huge. is. It's yeah. definitely huge. And to wrap up our juice segment, something I thought was really cool. First, a few weeks ago, Beyonce, the Almighty, announced a formation scholarship, which I thought was amazing because yeah, Lemonade is amazing, dope. but that's freaking dope. Like, you're going to make scholarships for people that want to do creative things and study yeah. African-American studies and these important issues. And so I thought that was really dope. And then Nicki Minaj, you know, we haven't heard too much about her because she's kind of been taking a lot of L's. Yeah. <laughs> so many. I actually felt kind of bad for her. But she did something really cool this weekend, which people were just tweeting her and she was like, like paying their loans or she was like dm me i got you oh you need this much money for this i got you like she was just like send me your gpa and i'll take care of you and i was like that's cool like that's it's so nice dope. to see these filthy freaking rich artists like yeah. actually helping us out you know helping us measly peasants out a little bit i think she might have heard that sally may was making a diss track about <laughs> Jesus. her she had to like prevent so it she was like quick. you know what Hell nah, we ain't gonna let that happen. <laughs> but uh, as we as we mention all these things, of course, we ended up on a more lighter note. But don't forget, especially since mental health is our next issue, uh, that it's okay to turn the TV off, to put your phone away, to sit outside, breathe fresh air, go for a walk, read a book, meditate, watch a classic film, whatever makes you happy, do those things. <clears throat> because in these times when we're literally like fighting to exist almost yeah we don't have to know the news every second of every day obviously it helps and you want to stay informed but it's important to to make sure you are okay and to take care of yourself because sometimes no one else will and you really got to watch yourself cuz it's yeah. hard to like the other day when you heard four or five news stories of people you know being murdered or whatever around Texas and this and that, it's yeah. draining, it's scary. So it definitely- It takes a toll on you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when stuff happened last summer here in Dallas, I, I was off of Twitter for two weeks, which I'm addicted to Twitter, so, but it really does help because you need to recharge yourself. So that is our juice segment. Juice. Now we are going to discuss a little bit about our issue for this month, I guess to say, yeah. uh, for our art show, which we hope we get all of your submissions. This is something that affects, I feel like saying everybody in some yeah. way or yeah, shape no, it or does. form it really does. Um, is your mental health. Mm -hmm. I know you and I have discussed our personal experiences with mental health problems, right. uh, which are hard things to discuss. I've become more comfortable within the last two years I would say yeah I'm not that old but that's a long time to live with these issues and not 
talk about them. So we want to share a little bit about our own personal experiences just briefly. We can cover them more a little bit in the next episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll tell you a little bit. Do you want to go first? Do you want? Yeah, to sure. I, I mean, I mean, I will echo that because I feel like, you know, in in even acknowledging and discussing that, like you're taking, you know, a, a huge sure. step. You're you're going out on a limb. You're because, accepting your own. Yeah, you're vulnerable. Well. You're like snap. You know, the 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 mind frame is that something is wrong with you, and that's not the case. Right. And from the th- some of the things that I've learned, you know, everybody deals with stress differently. Everybody has to handle, you know, the way they tackle their mental obstacles or health or issues that they might have. But I always go back to, you know, a, a play that I was kind of working on, mm-hmm. you know, during college. And there was a line that said, crazy people don't think they're crazy. Hmm. And so like that always, I always think of that line and it's like, you know, it's, it's interesting, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you don't have to be considered crazy to, you know, have some kind of mental, yeah, something that, that, you know, you could be a little healthier at mentally. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think, you know, personally, there's been obstacles, you know, over the course of my life, which I've had to deal with in my own way. And, and, you know, I'm really thankful and appreciative for, you know, the friends and family that I have, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that overall, I have a really strong support circle that says, hey, look, you know, if you're feeling down or, or whatever, and people have their own way, you know, I have friends, my brother will, talk smack to me all day and make me feel like crap but he does it in a way that's like all right i see this is your way of telling me you're looking out for me right but i think you know understanding you know what what you need to confront and your own inner demons in a way that really helps you be more positive and constructive um ultimately helps you be feel more happy and so it was really difficult especially with all these constructs that say you know you're not supposed to be feeling this way. You're a man. Deal with it. You know, I remember having a conversation with someone that's like, you know, if you're having mental health issues, just, you know, pull them up, pull, mm-hmm. pull bootstraps, you know, come on, like right. deal with it. Like it's not that big of a deal. And, you know, when you think about it, stress is probably the biggest oh, killer, sure. you know, of, of, of people, you know, because it In takes different way, yeah. forms. Um, so, you know, it, it was it was difficult for me to confront the obstacles that I was you know, supposed to overcome mentally and, you know, in no way am I completely healthy and happy oh, and living I don't know in this. If that I don't think that exists either. But I feel like ultimately what was most important was being able to confront it, acknowledge it and have a healthy way of dealing with it. And uh, it's not the same for everyone. But I not think, at all. Yeah. Your situation's going to be completely different from mine, Seriously. and we're good friends. So yeah, and so you have to. I mean, I I think more than anything, you have to really look at yourself and say, I'm not going to be scared about dealing with this, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to let you know a little bit of resistance on this side stop me from dealing with it. So I'm going to harbor these negative feelings in a way that's counterproductive to my, you know, being. emotional development, my mm-hmm. being, my mental stability. So um, it's really tough. It's probably one of the if not the toughest thing i've ever oh, absolutely. Like, like i could say the same thing yeah um do you want to say anything more no i'm, I'm yeah i was no, like i don't want to take no, i don't no, want to no, take no, your please. story from you at all mental health is something huge to me i mean i am very passionate about a lot of things but this thing specifically was uh one of the biggest things i wanted to discuss here with the colores because it it is that important to me and i I personally, growing up, I'm the youngest of four, and I never felt really understood, and uh, basically from the time I came out the womb, stuff was happening in my life, so it's like, you had to come out strong. 
I don't mean to put my personal family's business out there, but my mother also has issues with depression and such. And she had them while I was in her womb, which I learned later on in life is takes a toll on your child. So it's not at all like, oh, it's genetic, but it's like, oh, you know, it happens a lot. And there's many different forms. So for a lot of my life, I was the youngest. So I was always, which is common of youngest children is to be the silliest and the the clown. So I I spent a lot of my life being like that when I was actually really sad and I didn't know. And I had a lot of issues with my nerves growing up, like to the point where I wanted to throw up all the time and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And so basically what happened for me and how I kind of tell my mental health story or, you know, my whatever is that in college my sophomore year it was final season so good luck to everybody out there because I know it's happening right now this is tends to be the most common I believe time when these issues arrive arise sorry mm-hmm. for young people of color um, is in college mm-hmm. because everything is hitting you at that point so once I realized you know I learned later on this is very common my sophomore year final season I had a panic attack. I was drinking a lot of coffee. I was not sleeping. I was stressed out. I was trying to do a million things at once and I had a panic attack. I thought I was dying. Uh, My friends, luckily, like you said, I had a really great support system, took me to the emergency room because I didn't know what was going on. I really thought I was dying and and it's really like, people kind of laugh almost because it sounds out of this world. I legitimately thought I was dying. I mean, and that's where the issue is. Right. Because the the brain, the the mind is so powerful. It's so powerful. So basically I was in the ER all day, found out I had a panic attack. Mm -hmm. The doctors were like, take a break from school for two days. Fam, it's final season. Do you know how this works? (laughs) And so uh, my mom didn't really understand very much. And I can't say anybody did. And that's the thing with mental health is that no one's gonna understand fully your experience. That is why it is yours. That's why no matter how much help we get, we have to help ourselves. And that's the hardest part. So basically after that, I that summer I dealt with uh, extreme anxiety and depression. I started spiraling, it got really scary. I didn't wanna talk to anybody and I didn't leave my house. And if you know me, you know I'm an extrovert and that's wild. I'm very thankful I had a support system that if they couldn't understand me, they listened. And that's an important key is to listen because everybody's is so different. And just having somebody there can legitimately, I can say, save your life. Um, So, Basically, for the rest of college, it was on and off for me. I dealt with it for a long time after that because I couldn't snap out on, snap out of it, I guess to say. Um, I reached very weak points over and over again for the rest of my college career. I literally had to train myself how to be myself again. Mm-hmm. And it was very dark and very scary for me, and I still deal, it, deal with it sometimes. I uh, dealt with it again post-graduation mm-hmm. because you're basically thrown, quote-unquote, onto the real world. And I say, quote-unquote, because these are all phrases used that I don't particularly like right. because you're already in the real world. Right, well, it, it, it groups everyone. But it throws you, yeah, it does, exactly. And so, you know, I I had to figure out my life really quickly and then other things happen. And then I unfortunately, uh, I bring this up because it is a very, very vital part of mental health issues is that I lost a friend uh, to suicide, unfortunately, because of mental health. And I um, was very close to him. He was a best friend of mine growing up and we used to bond over our mental health issues and I didn't even know I had them, but that's why we were so close is because we had these problems and we could talk. So after he passed, 
I lost it again, kind of. And so this whole thing has meant so much to me because it's really given me a platform to discuss these issues. And I deal with my mental health every day. And you can, I'm sure, say the same thing. And anybody who has mental health issues can say it because it's a battle with yourself and it's a battle with your mind. And that's why it's important to discuss these things because when you're in our culture, you pray about it. Yeah. And that doesn't always work. Yeah. And as amazing as prayer can be, that isn't going to cure our health, unfortunately, sometimes. Yeah. And for some people it does, and that's amazing. But for me, it wasn't just a pray about it situation. It was literally, I'm afraid for my life. What can I do? So we bring this up again to, d- to remind you how normal it is and how right. it's okay. And this is going to sound silly, but like I had to stop watching certain TV shows mm-hmm. um, because it affected me so much. Like you really have to watch out for yourself. Um, but I also was glad I had TV and film and things like that to remind me that these were normal things. I remember watching, um, I started watching The Sopranos this summer. Mm. <laughs> it happened. And the very first episode, yeah, it's about him having a Tony. panic attack. Yeah, and I was course. like, fam, yeah. I'm relating to this monster because yeah. he had a panic attack and he's a powerful figure and he's a leader. And I was always a leader trying to take charge of things. And here I was feeling at my weakest. And I was like, okay, this guy had a struggle with this thing too. So it's not just, you know, weak minded people like at all. And that was a big thing for me because it was like, how can someone like me be going through this? So to sum it up, uh, that's just a little bit about our mental health problems. That's why we're discussing it. We hope to get a lot of your work. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories. I mean, yeah, ultimately, we understand that it's more common than than people seem to perceive. For you know? sure. But I think uh, it's really clear with with our conversation right now that you know, we, we, we should try to be more open, like as a, Definitely. As a, as a And if we can't understand it, at least listen. If you truly right. want to help people, listen. There are crisis hotlines if everybody you don't have a support something. team. Right. Everybody, I feel like, and so this is my personal opinion, I feel like everybody has some kind of mental health issue, whether tiny, whether, you know, medium size, whether large, that they're dealing with. Because right. I feel like a person who is completely healthy mentally would be understanding of that and say, hey, look, you might be going through something. Yeah. It I'm definitely makes support. sense for yeah. like how crazy this world is for our mind to to be affected in some way, whether it be fam- like familial or, uh, you know, yeah. societal or just anything can be draining, I guess, to our minds. So it's important to take care of yourself. Uh, we're here for you. We look forward to discussing these issues more and hopefully all um, perhaps making a difference, progressing or even just discussing it that strong people, strong leaders, strong extroverts, whoever, introverts, people are all affected by this. It's not any type of person and we're all in this together. Like as cheesy as that sounds is, is that we're here for each other and do not hesitate to look up mental health crisis lines. We can post a link later on about that. So please submit your work. I might even submit some work because I I genuinely have a lot of experience with this. So we're going to transition to our next segment, which we um, we're a little bit excited about. It's uh, titled Dear Eva. This is like Loki making my dreams come true (laughs) because I I love helping people. And uh, hopefully more people write in. We got a a, a few write-ins. We want more. We want to hear from all of you. So the question for this week is, it's finals week and I'm getting ready to graduate. 
what do you recommend for someone who is unsure where post-life will take them? Any tips to stay positive and not feel discouraged? Y'all gonna make me cry because I've been struggling like... with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I just graduated a year ago, so I'm still living in this post-life graduate uh, phase, I guess. For me, I, I needed a break. Like, post-grad, I needed a break. And I think there's a lot of pressure right after you graduate to, like, have a job lined up. Right. Have your own place. Know where right. you're going. Know what you're doing. Have all your bills paid. Know how you're going to take care of your loans. You don't have to know any of that. You don't. You don't. I still don't. Like, <laughs> genuinely. The thing is, we're so obsessed with this idea of perfection and how people view us that we often forget about ourselves and what's best for us. Mm-hmm. I personally took some time off, and after all the stuff that happened to me post-grad, I'm so glad I took the time off and I moved home because I can't imagine what my life would be right now if I hadn't. Because that would mean, like I said, with my mental health issues, I would have been by myself. So who knows where my mind would have taken me um, having experienced a lot of the things I did post-grad. It is a different thing. You have to consider the reality that you are out of an institution if you're going the normal route, uh, which, you know, obviously there's not one any one way to do it. But if you've been going to school from the time you were four or five, you're being institutionalized in an educational system for at least yeah. 18 years. Yeah. That is all you know. That is your main priority. That is all society teaches you to know. So it only makes sense for you to feel those nerves, to feel scared, to feel unsure of what you're doing. I would say 20s and beyond is a whole phase of not knowing what you're doing. I'm sure maybe you could attest to that since you've, uh, you know, yeah, you're a little I bit further think, along than me. Yeah, one of the things that. <laughs> I always um, ask, you know, the younger generation or even, you know, students in middle school and high school that I encounter, you know, I always ask that one question that older people always used to ask me growing up. And it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's the worst question. And so when people, when, you know, these young people answer and they say, I don't know. And I was like, that's the perfect answer. It is. Because it is. Because Why didn't I ask you that when I was in uh, college? <laughs> I would have felt much better. Yeah. And no, I think that's the biggest thing that you can take, you know, to heart and really say, you know, in this life of, of very mechanized structure and an assembly line kind of procedure that is meant to keep you in, in a you know, in a line and, sure. and shove you out somewhere. It's like, no, like you don't have to have it figured out. It's better that way. That uncertainty and doesn't yes, have to be a bad thing. Right. That That's actually the thing that will make you stronger yeah, and, and it'll make take you come you where into your you need own. to go. I, I really can say will. for me quickly, I mean, that's why we reconnected <clears throat> because I made sure to come out here and visit you guys yeah. because I felt comfortable here. I liked being in this place and I wanted to help uh, this cultural center out and, and I might have not known what I was doing, but it felt nice to right. find a place that accepted me. So definitely to stay positive, do the things that make you happy because it's rough out here. So do what you feel most comfortable with, most passionate about, and, and find your place there. So hopefully that helps our first ever Dear Eva. Please, please, Yay. please feel free to write in. I know maybe some of you are probably concerned about uh, your name being attached. If you want to send oh, that's us. that's right, yeah. A rather 
Uh, well, even then, it's it's complete confidentiality. Like we're not gonna put anyone's we name. We would out never, and call ever, you ever, out, ever attach anybody's name yeah. or anything. So it is completely confidential. Please feel free to write to us in any way, shape, or form. Uh, this is really to help you all out and hopefully us as well. So as we near the end of our show, I told you a little bit about something. I'm too passionate about too many things. I'm so sorry. Y'all gonna get tired of me. Self-care corner. No, this world needs you, Eva. Thank you. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so self-care corner is something we're all excited about. Some of our listeners were also excited about is taking care of yourself, doing things that are important. So... If you're anything like me, you have struggles with allergies. And I cannot tell you how much I struggle with allergies. It's literally the nastiest things. It's not the cute, like, sneeze once a day, bless you, I need a tissue every once in a while. It's disgusting. I feel like I break a rib if I sneeze. (laughs) Like, they hit hard. I, like, genuinely use at least two tissue boxes at my allergy peak. Like, it's horrifying my eyes are red like everything that could be wrong happens to me during are you sure your eyes aren't red just because you i smoke that no i it's because of allergies uh (laughs) i'm kidding it was a joke it was a joke you guys i'm too scared um so allergies uh i obviously have not found the cure as i am still struggling but i have uh listed a few things that I know my friend Rafa here struggles with. I think I've told him maybe one of these things. But some of these things actually have genuinely helped me in some way or at least made me feel better or at least this is going to sound ridiculous. Let me get sleep because my allergies are so bad that I genuinely cannot breathe at night and I can't sleep because, you know, in order to live, you have to breathe. (laughs) So uh, a few things that I hope maybe some of you will do as some self-care because in order this is like literal self-care because you have to live yeah is local honey in tea yes because yes. local honey is from the bees save yeah. the bees it is going to have our air what's the qualities what is the word yeah. i'm looking for it's it's homeopathic it I is homeopathic that, it is homeopathic mm-hmm and so basically what it does is like it gets like your air in the honey and then Mm. your body is becoming more like immune to it so getting local honey it's mad expensive so good luck um i'm sorry that is unfortunately a struggle but if you go to like local uh like not whole foods like local grocery natural grocers type Mm -hmm. places they typically have local honey and you can buy them by the pound uh so you don't have to get that much unless you're a baller and you're trying to come through with like 15 jugs of honey like you walk up to the the (laughs) plug like i need 15 keys give me that local honeybee So look what honey bee! Oh my god! So put that in your tea every day. People I know that started taking local honey or just spooning it into their mouth every day swear by it. I am a sad poor college graduate. I cannot afford that local honey by the pound. I get a little bit every now and then. If you go to farmers market, they'll give you a sample. That's all I do. I leave. Um, I'm like, thank you for that free Sam sample. Let me go. (laughs) That really helps a lot of people. Teas in general. Camel Mills probably one of my faves. Uh, Peppermint oil is something I recently started doing. I'm all about them essential oils. Y'all are going to hear way too much about essential oils. It's basically my entire (laughs) self-care corner bit. Peppermint oil I started within the last two months. Putting a little bit on my chest. Basically, you know when your mom's like, actually today, today this happened. I was like, mom, my my arm's rashing up. Do you want to know what she told me? 
Just take a wild Mexican guess. Vaporu. Um, yes. Vaporu. I was like, fam, I have a rash. How are you going to tell me this is about to help? But I still put it on because yeah. mother knows best. <laughs> but it did not help me whatsoever. Yeah. And so Aww. I think this is maybe like somehow rooted, connected. Like there's probably some peppermint something in in El Ponte Vix. But yeah. um, so I put peppermint oil on my chest a little bit sometimes when I can't breathe too much through my like nose my respiratory systems um a little peppermint oil as well as my newest obsession is an oil diffuser oh you would tell i still need to get that you You need to get that that. like if you don't have any money i'm so sorry these things all cost money maybe i don't know oil diffuser my new faith thing it obviously like provides a great scent but it also genuinely these oils like i don't these are like yeah. of the earth because they're so great peppermint oil in the water with the oil diffuser i was sleeping at night after yeah. that and i've been able to breathe really well since i haven't had as much congestion which is disgusting um, so i swear by that definitely take your damn allergy pills if you have that because <laughs> that's gonna help you more than any of my natural remedies because it's hard out here pollution and all those things are making it worse that's why so many more people are suffering from allergies lately and i can tell you the number of people that are like my throat hurts i think i'm getting sick and i'm like fam it's allergies and they're like yeah. no it's not and they go to the doctor and they're like it's allergies, allergies. anyways Eva, take care you're of yourself like a, i know i don't know if you watch game of thrones or not but you're like I a don't. grand maester i don't i'm so sorry i tried yeah. i watched the first two seasons and then i kind of got over not, the like yeah, incest and like yeah. dragon i used to fake avocados. i used to try to pretend to be cool and tell my friends that i watched it and i was like oh yeah i really like the episode with the swords and the sex and they uh, were like that's every, every single episode. episode that's why i watched actually yeah oh oh hey <laughs> so definitely take care of yourself hopefully those peppermint oils and honeys and drink lots of water will help you along the route are second to final segment here is our brown business corner oh not corner just kidding brown business of the week brown business of the week and the brown business of this week is drum roll drum roll drum roll drum roll maroches bakery hey tell us a little bit a little bit about um man so maroches bakery is they're, they're super dope they got some really good you know, pan dulce, really good tres leches. But I, I, I personally really wanted to make sure that we shouted them out because they're so much more than a bakery. Their so name is Maroches Bakery, but they do so much more than that. From, you know, their big Dia de los Muertos party, they always highlight like indie bands and Mexican bands. It's a Mexico City style bakery. They also do tamales. They, they do dope. special events. I run into this man, Manuel. Shout out to Manuel Maroches. I run into him at all kinds of events. He's always working with the community. And it's not just Definitely. like the Mexican community. He he introduced me to a really good friend of his who throws a Peruvian Independence Day mm. festival. And so that just speaks to the scope of work that this I mean, the family reason undertakes. I know ab- well, not the main reason I know about this place, but the reason I actually ended up there was for... Uh, uh, queer trans. Oh yeah, Lucha Dallas. Lucha, Lucha Dallas. Yeah. Shout out to them. They're doing amazing stuff right. here. But he hosts them there. Yeah. Like very often and yes. he's down for the cause and it's amazing yeah. to have these places especially in a very gentrified area which we yeah. can talk to him later on about how gentrified the area <laughs> specifically that he is in is um, and he's I mean they've been there for a while and they he, have but this is a great business yeah they are for the people and we need to support them because it's we a really, really great place here yeah. in Dallas Texas find them they're over on Davis in the Oak Cliff area they're on Facebook Maroches Bakery uh, they've 
been there since 2000, so well over 17 years of like, you know, being a great bakery, but at the same time being like a a, a dope not just for the bakery, exactly like for the people. Yeah, so big shout out to them. Shout out to Maroches Bakery for the brown business of the week. Dun dun dun. (laughs) And in our final segment, one of the listeners' favorites. Oh. I was very excited to hear that people like that because I was like, I'm just saying yeah. some stuff. Is this cool, y'all? Oh, that's cool. Uh, we get to welcome our lovely, our lovely technical, technical producer, yes. Pat, to the mic for Pat to get. who you got, the Coco. When I do the gunshot noise, it kind of sounds like I'm saying Pat. That's actually what he's been saying that's this whole time. Now? That's what it is. That's what Boom. It is. That's Done. That's nickname for this episode. There it is. Okay, so I have a couple things I want to put, if that's okay. Uh-oh. One that I'm... I love this author. He's one. Of, he's actually probably my favorite modern author, but for some reason I'm just now reading his Pulitzer Prize winner. Uh-huh. Um, the Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde, Juno Diaz, uh-huh. shout out. He won a Pulitzer Prize in 2007 for this book, and I'm absolutely obsessed. It's really, really great. Obsessed. It's based in New Jersey and the Dominican Republic. So I'm like learning so much about it. And it's a fictional story, but it's like right now that's my self-care is I've been making sure to read it every night before I go to bed. And I I highly recommend it. Uh, Another thing that I'm really into right now is I I watched, I binge watched this weekend, the Dear White People series on Netflix. Oh, how is that? It was really good. I couldn't stop watching it. I had a, like, even when y'all were talking stuff about the Baylor University thing, I was just like, oh, snap. They'd like touch this issue on the show. And I I love the movie that came out in 2014 and they made it into a full length series on Netflix. Justin Simeon, shout out the creator. It was so good. And Barry Jenkins directed an episode. And I was just like, when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, he would like, I was just like, ah, so highly recommend both. Things. Okay. I so I have to put that in my kiwi. That's how I say no, Q. No, you didn't. That's how I say Q. This, it's, it's, only, it's only 10 episodes, so you'll <laughs> like you're talking about the like fruit. Like a kiwi. The fruit? No, kiwi. So yeah, 10 episodes. Oh my God. Highly <laughs> recommend it. Juno Diaz. Also loved a short book that I was reading. Awesome. I Yay. am reading, you guys. I read sometimes. That's you read? Cool. Wow, right? I'm so impressed. Audio books. Way to go. I'm, I don't even look for those, to be honest. I YouTube them. Dang, all lazy. Or I tell Siri, Siri, read me this book. Read me. I mean, don't read me. She's like, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm would. sorry. Okay. No, Siri okay, Rafa. Thank you, Pat, for your <sighs> who you got. <laughs> Pat, for your who you got. I'm glad this is going to surpass just music. I uh, I am sending it off to Rafa now. For his I know, Pat. Now I'm like, man, I'm I thought we were doing life. only music. Same. But no, honestly, I'm glad you did because there's so much stuff. There's um, so much stuff to cover. Yeah. So I'll just do really quickly two things. Big shout out to my boy Mondo who sent me the link for the first listen of Santa Cecilia's new album. Like I wasn't even awake and he had sent me the link like, yo, listen to this. It's fire. And so big shout he, out like, to Mondo for sending that. For when yeah. You yeah. I was like, oh, man. You know, I, yeah, you should. It's on the, you can't listen. I don't think it's like on any of the, uh, like main things yet, but NPR of course has the first listen. They're the plug. And so, yeah. So yeah, no, you should. It it does sound dope. They have a Como Dios Manda Ranchera version with mariachi. And so that was one of the first things Mondo said to me. This is a new album or this is just some music? Well, it's, it's an, it's new music and then some of the stuff that they've done. Yeah. Yeah. They will this weekend. I want to go. So Yeah. Um, Let's go and cry together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a big shout out. I'm listening to that. And and because we're on the topic of mental health, and this kind of just came up, and, and 
you know, if, if I ever see any of y'all out in the streets, we can talk about this more at length. Uh-oh. But the new Logic album, oh. which I just started. I did not know we were going to go there. Yeah, well, we have to. And so there's been a lot of, like, discussion over, you know, what he's allowed to say. But his new album, Everybody, is really dope. Uh, it came out May 5th. I don't even 5th. think I knew you were a Logic fan. I'm really? Yeah. No? I don't I like music. Wow. <laughs> wow, you like music? No, Logic is dope. I like Logic. And um I'm I'm I like Logic because a lot of people were upset, you know, and we've had this conversation before about, you know, the 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 N-word and you know yes. how how it's We're going to get into this later. <clears throat> we will. But and, and how, you know, it's an instrument in this society and in our language which I feel is very important, but um you know, you bring up some very good points around that. And so I've heard a lot of things about how he's not really allowed to say that mm-hmm. obviously he says it but he's half I white say, i don't even know all that yeah he's half white and half black and so he says you know the word but people feel a certain type of way when he says it but you know they're like well why don't people feel that way when this artist says it or this artist says it and so it's one of those things it's just like well you know are we really going to talk about this or are we just going to you know get this upset about really it for a few minutes issue to di- not it's not an issue it's it's a discussion that needs to be had it is it is get to it later we will but this album everybody is dope for so many reasons but he's got lyrics the music is dope black dot one of the greatest of our time is on on there wow but, that's um, pretty cool he pulled yeah he got black on there but there's a song and i'll i'll it, the name of the song is 1-800-273-8255 so that's, that's the, the, the song. that's the name of the song it's the phone number to the national suicide prevention hotline oh. But it's a song that addresses that. And so the song features Alicia Cara and Khalid, who are super dope right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I'm fans of both of them, fan of Logic. So this song right now, if if you don't want to listen to the album, just make sure you listen to that song. Super dope. I recommend it highly. I've I've looped it. So You've looped it. Yeah, like it's on it's on repeat. On the repeats. Alrighty, yeah. thank you for your who you got and my who you got. I am not gonna pretend I haven't mentioned him. I'm gonna have to mention him at least once an episode. I'm still listening to Dam. I'm one of those people who, that will listen. What? Who's I'm, Dam? You're actually fired, Rafa. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me get my No, please don't leave. Stuff. No, so I um, I'm still listening to that. So I'm just gonna keep saying it because everybody needs to listen. To it. <laughs> but the artist that I recently started listening to is Kuko. Ah yes. That is, that. I believe he's from Hawthorne, California, according to his Twitter account. And his little bio is 18 Chicano solo artist and producer with a little Mexican flag emoji, which yeah. is all it took for me to That's it. to give you a listen. Sold. And I listened to this and I was like, this is so cute. I'm all about these emotional, like, you know, feelings and him talking about love and and all these, you know, it was just really sweet. It has a cool vibe, real mellow, real chill. Um, If you like uh, Mac DeMarco, which I know one of our listeners really loves, a few of our listeners really love. uh, (laughs) To me, he's like a little Chicano version. It's really cute. I'm really into it. It's fun. I I dig it. And he retweeted me, so I love him more now. But I'm really into Kuko, C-U-C-O. He is on Spotify. He has a couple albums on there, and he's really dope. So check him out. And that is our Who You Got for episode two. We are wrapping up the show now. So thank you so, so much for listening to what is now officially 
the second episode of the Colores Radio. We are official. We are official. We're going to get that check mark one day. Ooh, Actually, bet. I don't know. Bet we will. Again, I'll, make it. I'll create we, an emoji. You'll make it ourselves. <laughs> Again, we hope you enjoyed it and learned a little something with us. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on our social media accounts. Tell your friends, tell your tias, tios, kids on the street. Follow at D E C O L O R E S C O. De Colores. Hey, hey, I can't do it. I'm too hard on myself. I can't rap. Hey, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Thank was you. Good. I'll see you next week. No, uh, yeah. if you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can also follow us on our personal accounts at E V A A R R E G U I N at Eva Arreguin or Rafa at E K Z I L E. Y'all know y'all like his voice more than mine because he's got that voice. Stop. On all social media, I believe, is your account. And then yes. Pat's is a little more difficult, just like Pat. She is P <laughs> underscore A R R E G U I N. We're related. Spoiler alert. Or Pat.Aragine <laughs> on Instagram. Pat, how have you not found Pat the Gat yet? Was I supposed to? Yes, you are Pat the Gat now. Oh Brat. my god. People actually called me that at the party. People well, did that, call her that at the party. That's who you are. Pat the Rat. So it's the new version. Anyways, yeah. we promise to keep growing and providing you with hopefully somewhat entertaining content and more yeah. importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Yes. Please write to us, dear Evas. I'm looking forward to those. I want to yeah. hear from y'all. Contact us on any platform or email us at d e c o l o r e s collective at gmail.com. We love hearing from y'all. Thank you so much again for listening and join us again next time for the Colores Radio. Hey. De, de, de Colores Radio.